Hey everybody, I'm Jody Vance. And I'm George Affleck. And it is time for... And now the vote is near. It's coming soon. Unspun. I think I've sung that song before, but I did a little reversion of it. We've got the, we got the election and it's voting day tomorrow. Woo, starting tomorrow. Woo, I can't wait. Voting are day. You an, are you an early voter? Are you? A, I am. Get, yeah. yeah. Me too. Get her done. Get her done. I'm, I'm constantly amazed, consistently amazed at mm-hmm. how simple our voting process is, whether it be civic election or provincial or federal um when we watch what unfolds in other jurisdictions and i'm pointing to the united states you Mm -hmm. know the discussions about standing in line for hours and hours like it takes literal seconds to like i think three minutes was my maximum in and out to vote in at all levels and when i hear that only like 40 percent of people who are eligible to vote actually turn out for a civic election it makes me sad so i hope the one thing that we get clear (laughs) here george yes please 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 find your voting (laughs) spot go to go to the place there are lots of signs you'll feel good about it go in vote for the person that you've done a little research on if you know know who you're gonna vote for so let's talk about that let's talk about that because the undecided voters are freaking out george they're freaking out you and i are facing this get the same problem i think we're talking about it before the show we're being asked by a lot of people uh who to vote for uh, whether it be the mayoral or ca- counselors, and I've been very agnostic. I'm like, I, I honestly, I, I don't want to tell you. I, I, didn't, I don't usually do that. I'll like give some counselors that I think are good, but generally, I, um, I don't. Uh, I, I think it's important for you to decide yourself. But you know, also, I don't. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Uh, the choices are. I, I was on this show called Coastal Front with uh, Francis Bueller and and uh, Mo Amir this week, and um, that was the question we talked about. And I was very, you know, meh. The candidates are just. Can we then just can we just then talk about something that we have referenced here on Unspun? Because Unspun, we're about taking the spin out of the noise, right? So there's a lot going on, and we'll get to some platforms and some specifics about uh, the the candidates. Before the undecided voter, let's say hypothetically that the voter is, I just can't do another four years of the current mayor. Let's just say that's the voter coming in, Mm -hmm. and then they look at what their options are. And you've talked about how packed the field is center, center, right. And, and when mm-hmm. we talk right, typically we're talking fiscally conservative, smaller government. Um, you know, the, it's not right wing. It's further to the right where Kennedy Stewart is pretty much the lone candidate on the yeah. left of the spectrum. So take us through how you see this shaping up with that crowded field on the center, center, right and Kennedy Stewart sitting left. Well, uh, part of it d- depends on the turnout, and I think it'll be the worst turnout ever because of this like unexcited slate of mayoral candidates that we have that nobody wants to decide, so they won't show up. Plus, you know, there there are some signs coming up, and I, I know that ABC has been running a lot of ads, but I generally think most people are not paying attention. Now, you and I are nerds, and, and we think that people are paying attention, but I bet you if you walk They're out not. the street and ask 50 people, if, you, if two know that there's an election, that voting day starts tomorrow uh you'd be, you'd be i'd be shocked um so you know there, there's that all that so i think turnout will be terrible which is probably good news for kennedy stewart 
uh, because he'll, you know, I've talked about this before. He's got the union support. He's got the NDP support. So he has this machine that's going to support, you know, put out emails, send out their teams, get their drivers, all that stuff, picking up people, taking them to the, to the, to the polling booth, um, emailing, uh, endorsements, uh, direct to their massive databases. Uh, you yeah. know, the BC Liberals haven't done that, uh, aren't saying they're going to support anybody and put out anything that I know of. Um, so, you know, and then you have, you know, these candidates on the center, right of center. I think Colleen Hardwick is is appealing to uh, left and right of the older uh, set that owns their single family homes and don't want change. Um, yeah. I know that I've had a couple of people. Let me jump in on that yeah. because I've had a couple of people who have come my way under the guise of what you were saying off the top, because people are coming to us mm -hmm. going, I don't know what to do. I'm kind of thinking and they're kind of running it by me. And I'm like you saying, well. You know, um, I can see how you would see that that way. You know, it's people literally mm -hmm. saying things like I'm driving through the rich areas and I see Ken Sim signs <laughs> and then I yeah. drive through, you know, our neighborhood and I see a lot of Colleen Hardwick signs. So I think I'm going to go with the people in my neighborhood. And I think, well, should, mm -hmm. with, with due respect to both candidates, you should do more than go by who's got a sign <laughs> on their yard. Right. Like if, if there's that. Game. Ground game. Yeah. Ground game. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Or and, somebody, and hear... somebody said they say uh, Colleen Hardwick saved my view. I had one person from oh, Fairview no, Slope okay. say that, right? She'll but seriously, she hasn't so explained that. Yet. If she wins, she will because she'll cancel the Broadway plan. Um, the Can yeah, she? I think. Oh yeah, yeah. If she has a majority, you know, depending majority. on who wins. Um, right. So I don't see that happening. I, I think that you know, I think that. She's, she'll, I think she'll take away some votes from Kennedy Stewart on the left, actually. Um, you know, I think she'll take more votes away from the Green Party. So I'll be in, I think the Green Party is in, 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 at risk of losing all their, all their people uh, because of Colleen Hardwick um, and her team. I think, you know, you've got like guys like Bill Tillman and things like that. Although, you know, you select, we've talked about this before, people assume they have to choose 10 people. You don't have to choose 10 people. But when they do, uh, you know, they'll choose, uh, they won't choose, they don't want to choose all 10 of one party. So it's smart for parties not to run 10 par candidates. So as you see on this, on the, on the ballot in Vancouver and, and this party now in other, other regions and the same, it's the same case. You, you, you rate right. your vote generally. So they, they've, they're running six generally. Uh, if you look at say, you know, uh, you look at, uh, forward, uh, is running six, I think. And then you've got, uh, interestingly one city running four. So, uh, you know, to combine, they make 10. So you have people who go into the voting booth, they go, right. I don't want, you know, if they had to choose 10, they would. Now, MPA's or ABC's big mistake, and I always get those two acronyms mixed up, which is interesting that I keep mixing those two up because I think people who aren't paying attention will go into the voting booth and they go, ABC, NPA, oh God, oh God, I know which one, which one's which. And so yeah, they're both purple. A lot of votes. They're, they're both they're, purple. That's right. And they're yeah. getting a lot. I think NPA will get a lot of votes. Um, so, I mean, I basically, I, I think that, it's going to be about turnout. It's about getting your vote out. Uh, you know, I think it will be about that number game. Uh, with, with ABC running seven, they 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 weaken the list because people might want to go, okay, I'll do six, and then I'll do all the when other party. I'll do random or I'll do whatever. Um, they might do seven, but there's that magic between five and seven. When you go to eight, it's terrible. Seven's not bad, but six is even better. And the fact that the competition's all running six, but ABC's running seven. That's that's really uh, devastating potentially to all of their council candidates. So Ken Sim could win with no uh, or with only a few uh, candidates because of that. Interesting. Such a numbers game. So 
One of the lessons I learned in the last municipal election, because I thought I had to vote, I thought I had to vote the number that it says this many, you know, school board, this many park board, this many, da, da, right. da. I'm like, oh my God. And I'm like trying to figure out and oh, did I ever check some wrong boxes there? Holy moly. I, I will mm -hmm. remember those names yeah. for all the wrong reasons. Oh, but for this the people time, you like only. Right. But <laughs> going, yeah, going into the voting booth and I plan to vote as soon as the early uh, polling, uh, polling stations open, uh, mm -hmm. which is October 1st. Yay. Um, yep. just to reiterate, and the actual civic election is October 15th, which is George's birthday. So make note. Um, and I'll be live on CTV with Diane well, Watts that night. There you go. And we will be watching, but the, yes, the, the way I plan to do it is go in and only vote for the people that I want in city hall and only vote for the people that I feel are qualified yep. to be on park board or uh, yep. school board. I will not be like, mm, I think I know who that is. Check. Just to, make it, that. just to make it so people understand what we're saying here. If you just, if there's 10 spots and you just vote for one of those people's people, that's like giving that person 10 votes. I know it's confusing, but that's what it's like. Basically you're giving more that power. Person 10 votes. Yeah. So you're giving that person 10 votes because otherwise all those are nine other votes. So you're giving them all your votes. And so imagine if you, if somebody you wanted to win lost by 10 votes, you'd be like, yeah. oh, crap, I shouldn't have given those other votes to those other people because uh, that made them win. Or, you know, it, that's the basic math to help people understand. So you do two candidates, it's like five votes each and so on and so forth. So, right. you know, I'm not saying just vote for one, but vote for the best candidates because you know what? At the end of the day, uh, that's how the best candidates get in because if you do your research, you, it's go meet the people. I think that's important. You can read these bios and stuff, but th there's enough public places that people, these candidates and the mayors are. You, they, they should be at least the, at the debates Watch the debates. See how they interact. I love with that. People. Just get the Chinatown. The China, totally Chinatown debate last weekend was really quite fascinating for me. I was like sitting around. I'm painting, so I'm uh, literally like earbuds in. Had the live stream on while I'm sitting there, and I'm taking it in. And 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 I actually started to because I'm an undecided voter. Mm -hmm. I am, uh, and I struggle with this. I know exactly who I don't want. So mm -hmm. read into that what you will. But, but I'm still struggling with where does my vote land so that exactly who I don't want doesn't end up in yeah. power. I don't know what the right mm -hmm. term is, getting reelected. Getting re mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm just so upset with the way the city is being run right now. And I don't know that that can be laid at the feet, at the feet of one. Um, but as you've mm -hmm. talked about, a very dysfunctional council, and that does not mean there aren't great people working really hard. And being a public servant is, is incredible incredibly difficult like to serve as an elected official is not it's not an easy role to take on and i've said that to you numerous times because you've done it long term oh, i'm mean, not with I'm that not. you know with the stuff that happened this week with one city which might destroy them uh with this emails that were or this texting that was uh released this really nasty text about um you know really trying to ruin people's reputations and that stuff this is not uncommon i missed this is, that I yeah missed well, that. it was a, it was a text sequence between some campaigners and they were talking and, and some people within the party and they were basically saying hey we can destroy this person by saying this and that and you're like oh god and, then, and somehow they, they got out these texts and and so and, and it's just the kind of stuff though basically you 
you, Amanda sent a text to me the other day. She said about, cause it was kind of referring to that. And obviously she's my partner and she knows what torture I went through when I was in office. It's gotten worse, but you basically, first of all, to run for office now, you have to be perfect. You can't ever have any history that you've done anything wrong in any capacity at all ever in your life. Otherwise it'll come back to haunt you. You can never have posted anything on social media, but even, okay. So even if you are perfect, even if you've done nothing ever wrong in your life and you've been the little angel, which is you know, running for office, usually who run for office have personalities and they probably have done things that are like, you know, whatever. Even if you've done, you are perfect, then people will still lie about you and, and spread these rumors that aren't true. And so who wants to put themselves through that? So I will say that I don't care. I would say anybody running is, I, I, I commend them, but also I say there's a lot of great people who don't run because of those two right. things. I'm one of them. I'm kind of like, I don't need my life to, you know, destroyed by this. And the number of lies about me that happened when I was in office were ridiculous, ridiculous. Yeah. And I'm like, in sometimes in the chamber, there, there would be things that the, the other counselors and the mayor would say, I'm like, are you kidding me? That yeah. is bold face, bold face lie. And you're saying it right here on in public. And it's, it's insane. And, and, yeah. and this happens all the time. So, you know, it's disappointing, but so do your research. Don't vote for everybody. They can vote for the best people. If you can figure it out who those are. Uh, Let's talk about some platforms. Let's talk about some platforms because uh, ABC was the quote unquote, I got the release, the first to release their platform. Did you have a chance to look through it? Yeah. I mean, it's not, there was nothing new there. They've released all parts of it at this point. Uh, the newest thing was this uh, bu- getting rid of the bureaucracy, which I, I, I think is a bit naive. Um, I know that there have been senior staff at City Hall in the past that have tried to fix some of the bureaucratic nightmares that exist. Uh, there's a reason, you know, government invented the word bureaucracy. It's like, so there is this plan to reduce the amount of time for, you know, getting your permits and all that stuff. It's it's a bit naive. Um, overall, I would say, and I've said this. It's like a uh, two week been, maximum or whatever, yeah, I think is what in there, right? Like. You know, we had several motions. Tony Tang, when I first got elected, put a motion forward about timelines and, and reducing all this stuff. And we assessed how much money that would take. But one of the challenges, super expensive to do that because you have to hire tons of staff if you can find the staff. Then you have the staff. Where do you put the staff? Uh, okay, that's there's not enough space. We don't. The city doesn't have enough space. They need to build a new right. facility for staff. And then, of course, it's really you have to change a lot of the policies. That and and then you have people. Who, who are saying the process is, if you try to change things to make it faster, you know what happens. People go, that's too fast. I don't, I need, we need time to consult. And you got the consultation piece that people say, that's, that's not the way you do it. Um, and so it's, it's naive, but you know, the, I, I said this on CTV last night, I was saying, um, you know, one of the, they've got a, they've got the volume game down ABC. Right. They're certainly just churning out the ideas. I'm looking at some it's of them. Crazy. Going, I think that was yeah. my idea from five years ago. Wait a minute. I, yeah. That looks awfully familiar. Hmm. Yeah. Um, how smart of them, though? How right? smart? Where did they get that idea? Where did they um, get that idea? Oh, no, so think, smart. Now, yeah. let's talk about, okay, that's ABC. Let's go to team. Because I think, mm-hmm. and, and correct me if I'm wrong, and please do. I say this coming from a position of novice, but I love the fact that you and I do this each week because I get to pick your brain about this. So if I'm looking at it the way it is, forward, that's Kennedy Stewart, right? Mm-hmm. The incumbent. And then there's ABC, which we were just talking about. That's Ken Sim formerly of the MPA, Ken Sim, who lost mm-hmm. by whatever 657 votes the last election to give Kennedy Stewart the mayor's office. And then you have uh, Colleen Hardwick's team, right? So mm-hmm. these are the three main ones, big, 
big players, right? Like one yeah. of these three are likely going to be the mayor. Mm-hmm. So, okay, we just talked about ABC, very prolific with the throw. And you've been talking about how much money apparently they had raised. Clearly, we're mm-hmm. seeing that money being put into play. Bus boards, billboards, bus shelters, yeah. radio. $1.6 million apparently As- they've raised. I'm not sure lots, how. It's a hundred bucks a pop. It's that. And the constant, like you said, we talked about our our friend Patrick, who's working with that with the ABC crew, Mm -hmm. like knows how to like, okay, this is man on the street stuff. Let's talk about it. Yeah. Oh, and he, yeah, I mean, Patrick's great. He's got lots of great ideas. He's brilliant. He is brilliant. He really is. I mean, he was Mm -hmm. part of Unspun Podcast when we launched and we would only have the best. So uh, we just can't afford it. Um, Let's go to now Colleen Hardwick's. uh, team, um, which we've referenced a couple of times here. Mm -hmm. What she's promised like get rid of the broadway plan completely mm-hmm. save the views voted no no, no on- train to ubc that was new to the this week no right. sky train to ubc so no that's a no to her which is why? terrible because yeah, it, she you- says it's a gift to developers what about the students at ubc what about all the development yeah there's development happening at ubc that's out of our control but hey those people want to work a lot of them work at the healthcare district at canby and and broadway what are they going to do drive are they thinking yeah. bus Come on, get serious. So, get, what get, is the get, other side? Me crazy. Little, oh, we'll put a little choo-choo train down Broadway. That'll solve the problem. Little, little Thomas a tank engine along the street. How do you really feel? I just hate the streetcar concept. It's so old-fashioned and out of date. Like seriously, we have, we have electric buses already. We don't need little tracks on the streets. It's like, ugh, what we need is a fast train that goes underground. Come on, people. Duh. Anyway, don't yeah. get me started. Let's grow, but their their, let's their housing policy, up. though, their yeah. housing policy, yes. they released this $1.5 billion idea, which okay. is, you know, they say they're going to build 200,000 houses with $1.5 billion, $500 million from the province, $500 million from, from the, the federal government. I'm just going to do some math here. Hold on. Okay. Uh, because, and then, what, and I should have done this before. So five um, uh, and, one, and $500 million, million from the city, mostly through land, uh, land. But I'm just going to say the average house price is to build a unit in the Vancouver. I'm going to say $500,000 if you include the land. So I'm going to multiply that by two. Did they say 200,000 units? They said, or 2,000. 200,000, wasn't it? I think it was 200,000. Let's just do 2,000. 2,000 is 2,000 times 500,000, which is the average price of a unit in Vancouver is $1.9 billion. So they're already off by 400 million on 2,000 units. So, you know, the the math doesn't add up. So, it's 1.5 billion is a drop in the bucket to build. It's not, and it's a nice idea. Land use uh, and and having and taking advantage of our land and working with the federal and provincial governments, absolutely. But I don't get their math. So let's talk about that. Let's talk about that because let's go to the provincial government. David Eby, who is vying to become the next premier of British Columbia, uh, looking to be named the NDP, uh, provincial NDP leader, and then by the stepping away of John Horgan taking over the premier's office. He, yep. uh, the housing minister, attorney general, um, was the human rights lawyer who has the office on West Broadway. Full, full disclosure, I'm one of his constituents. So I've watched the progression of David Eby. I have great respect mm-hmm. for him as a person, as a human. He's very accessible. Um, when he threw down the massive plan this week, there's right. a lot of it that's like, where the hell was this six years ago was kind of my re- visceral yeah. reaction to it. Um, and we can mm-hmm. get into some of the details of it. But one of the things I found really interesting within this provincial 
point of view or the promises yeah. associated with it was to sort of say, you know what, municipalities who are not doing the developments are going to get overruled by the province. Like that's yeah. one of the pieces in here. Yeah, it's it's a lot of it. I mean, it's it, what I'm surprised that you first of all is endorsed by UBCM for the most part with the association that represents municipalities. I haven't heard a lot of pushback from any municipal leader yet, which is not interesting. Yet. Uh, yeah. because it's basically usurping a lot of their power. Um, so surprising. I mean, I think one of the reasons he didn't do it was because I think he, he didn't have control of the caucus before. Uh, right. He wasn't the premier, and he might have tried to do it behind the scenes and was shut down by who knows who. Like the, Maybe the premier was like, no, 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 too aggressive. We don't want to go there. Um, so who knows the reasons? Uh, he's certainly been... He's certainly been warning us that uh, this idea was coming. A lot of these ideas were coming. Uh, I'm just surprised at the lack of backlash from it, maybe because it's an election. Um, Let's talk about the one possible. thing, though, that I... When I'm, when I'm referencing why, where was this six years ago, is the one about you can't... We're, we're going to be more tuned in to uh, people who claim to be students who own a $15 million home. Uh, who make, okay. you know, below the poverty line. Like, they're, like, why hasn't that checked box on a tax form been part of, or the the real estate that has changed hands in a way, or the flipping that has gone on, you know, where there's going to be a flipping tax. If you flip a property uh, in under two years, um, there's mm -hmm. a higher tax rate with that. And, and as it gets closer to the two-year mark and beyond, the tax rate drops down. I mean, there are ways of sort of cooling that, use of real estate as commodity and for for so many of us who, who live in vancouver and have watched it and i'm sure. no expert it's just like holy crap you know <laughs> i, I why would say it? that it's it's a it's a small part of the problem though and i think it's actually challenging for them because i think you'll have to work with the federal government on that and get them on board right. to get access to that information yeah uh, we're talking about income and and all that stuff that's generally not the provinces within their space uh, i think that the some other areas that the you know I, I think one idea was that it's, you know, three units, I think per, per individual, you know, residential site. That's not an attack in Vancouver, actually. We already have that in Vancouver. It's totally possible yeah. already. Uh, so yeah. it's actually, I think that one's more at the suburbs. If you live in other communities who have underdeveloped more than Vancouver by a lot, a lot of them, certainly on the social housing side. Um, <clears throat> this is um, a, a shout out to, you know, to those communities that you guys got to start letting these single family homes have multiple units without having to go through a slow, slow process. So, yeah. you know, there are some ideas there, but I, I mostly am, and we'll see what happens. He may not even win the leadership. You've heard that the, the other candidate, she's got, uh, she's signed up more, more member, like 11,000 members or something crazy. Like she's, she could actually win because she signed up more yeah. members. I don't so, want to pivot off this just yet. Cause I wanted yes. to get to you. Cause I'm not a condo owner with a strata. Um, I do know numerous people who have been longtime condo owners within stratas that do not allow rentals and they, they've found it, you know, their yeah. name is in the lottery to become the rental unit, you know, to be able right. to, meanwhile, well, you can Airbnb your place if you want to, which is a whole other topic, yeah. but for some, uh, and I heard this discussion, uh, right out of the gate. I think it was Mike Smith show. I'm pretty sure it was Mike Smith show where mm -hmm. they were discussing, you know, how it was Tom Davidson, um, UBC professor, uh, who's often chiming in on housing issues. Um, and, and they were having the discussion about condo. The condo association is the one that's pushed back the most 
Mm-hmm. Uh, the Condo Association BC yeah. saying, whoa, 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 you're taking away our rights to manage, da, da, da. And the argument yeah. being, well, you're managing, over-managing the property owners within your strata by telling them they can't rent their unit. So how do you feel about the idea that, you know what, no more restrictions in condos for stratas? Uh, well, I, I live in a big strata, three, uh, 300, over 300 units. We have no restrictions. It's our choice. Uh, yeah. It does create problems. Our, the renters are generally the problem, and they cost yeah. us a lot of money. Um, and so I can see how – and but the building I lived at before, a smaller one in the east side, was a no-renter building and, uh, you know, 20 units. So it, was, it would be really challenging. You have no budget to manage challenges. So I think it, you'd need to look at the different buildings. I, I don't think – you know, and then – there are people saying, oh, it's hard to change a strata property act, but the liberals did it with regards to selling your entire building. It was, you have to have 100% support from your membership in your strata. Yeah. Then they reduced it to 80. But I, I think the, the concept of a strata is that you are, are the owners. It's like you own your home, um, if an individual home. So, um, and they can change the rules for like say, the other idea of, you know, three units per site. Okay, fine. But I don't have to build three units per site if I don't want to. If I live in my single family home, I, I can if I want to now that you've changed the rules. So I don't have to. In this case, they're saying you have to do this in your right. in your home. And an Estrada is, as a conglomerate of people, a single family kind of unit. But it's just that owned by multiple people. The land that the building is on is owned by whatever, 300 people, 300 units in my building. Uh, and so you, it is, a, 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 I think, a, a push that I think there'll be pushback on that. And I, and I, th- I think there's a valid argument. Um, I think it's more really the focus should be on. And I've always said this. What are the units that are that are being lived are, are affordable and, be, and lived in and rentable? How do we build more of those? Can, can we stop focusing right. on punishing and saying you can't do this, you can't do that and say, what's working over here? Let's do more of that. Why are we going over here saying, you can't do that? Why don't we say, hey, that's working. Let's do more of that. Let's put our I energy, our processes, into that. our development permits. Our, you know what? You want to build a 300-unit tower that has no rentals in it? We're going to just leave you over here for a little while while we deal with all these other places that are going to be rentals. And that's kind of what Prior the rental program was in Vancouver, which I think yeah. still exists, and it was called something else before. It prioritized developments that were affordable, whatever, but they were still rental. Um, yeah. And so that is a program that is a way to do that. Why create punishment when you can actually create incentive programs? I don't get it. It's a, it's such a, it's such a cheap, lazy political move by politicians. I think you know. Come on, you know. Okay, yeah. you can punish, it, but it's also effective because it makes you look. Oh, you're so smart. You're really punishing. Yeah, I hate those people too. Let's yeah, let's punish those people. Like why? Just go build more of that. I'm going to jump in and say with the whole bad rent or good, good idea, freedom to rent within a condo complex. Why do we not change the rules to remove bad tenants, <laughs> create a system that not does a government. better job of exactly that? But I'm, yeah. I'm just throwing that down there. Yeah, yeah. Well, this government's this government- renter and they've made it really challenging for owners now to, to deal with rent. It's almost impossible. I think you can be pro renter and still know when a renter is bad. Like they're the, the horror stories that uh, that are are told are are wild. Yeah, um, I, I want to get in one more topic. I one more topic before we mm-hmm. go because we're running out of time and, and hot on topics today. Uh, yeah. Number one, the 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 changes uh, healthcare wise. A couple of fronts. Uh, pharmacists will now be able to uh, do some. Yeah, finally, be able to prescribe medications and, and one in particular, God bless 
the fact that people who suffer from bladder infections will no longer have to suffer over the course of a weekend before they can get maybe an appointment. Uh, even now, weeks to get an appointment, it's terrible. And, and you can just go to your pharmacist, which is great. But the COVID briefing on the flu and COVID season that will be coming and the the stats mm -hmm. around vaccination, what have you, with the changes federally to uh, mandates being dropped for travel. I thought of you, George. I thought of you and the travel you've done over the course of COVID-19 yes. and the money that you put out trying to the kids. do the acrobatics. Oh I mean, yeah, uh, yeah. coming back a year ago at this time, we were into Palm Springs with the kids. Uh, and oh my God, it was so expensive. We spent, I think it was $1,500 in tests because of the, us there and back. It was ridiculous. Yeah. And uh, yeah. we only we flew from Vancouver on a plane, landed in Palm Springs, went to this house, never left the house because we didn't want to. It was, you know, it was a beautiful house and the pool. Uh, yeah. And came back and never, I don't think we, we went out like twice into the community. It was, we basically put ourselves into confinement uh, with pleasure. Yeah. <laughs> so, and got a so tan doing it. Got a yeah. tan and, uh, and had a lot of fun with my kids. Uh, so, you know, it was brutal. But And also just the stress of it. Like, uh, you, you know, I got a, one kid who's like he's jamming things up his nose. Not a thing he likes to do. <laughs> so no. So will you, will you mask up when you travel now? Now that it's not mandated? People nah, freaking nah, out I that it's... I, pff, no. You're not a masker. We don't mask. But you no. don't care if somebody next to you is going to mask, right? No, it's fine. I, I saw your thing on uh, Dean Kane. Uh, his his yeah. little rant, rant, rant on the airplane. What do I have to wear a mask? You know, Superman, calm down, buddy. Um, calm down, calm Superman. Down. Go hang out with Chachi. Go hang out with Chachi. Wear a mask. Yeah, Chachi. Oh. I'll, I'll wear a mask if I'm told to, but I, I, I'm pretty, you know, I, you and I have always talked about this, how I've been yeah. always a bit looser. Um, I got COVID, you didn't. So I guess I, uh, I win, you win. You're right. No, I don't feel like it's a competition. And I absolutely I uh, my high feel school that reunion. I, Langley. I will. Langley secondary reunions. Anti-vaxxers at Langley. <laughs> <laughs> she coughs. I 100% expect to test positive at some point because that, I will also get the flu. I'll also get a cold. I'll also get all those things. But I do feel confident in being protected. And I think that's one of the takeaways from the COVID briefing. I hadn't seen uh, Dr. Henry speak to the statistics um, for quite some time. And, and I yeah. kind of got that feeling coupled with the travel restrictions being and mandates being lifted. And then hearing you know, Dr. Henry lay out what, what the CDC and, and Dr. Danunas Skaronsky and the team behind the scenes that are doing the math on this. It's good news, guys. It's good news. It's still there. It's still something we all need to manage dependent on our vulnerabilities within our, our homes. If you're in a multi-generational home with elders that are immunocompromised, it's very different from you and I who live in a household of of healthy people. And the one big takeaway is this is not dangerous for children in this moment. Mm -hmm. And I'm so grateful for that, for the kids who can get back to being more social um, and, and, and connect in ways like even just a couple of years of not being able to connect. We don't know what the consequences of that are for kids. I'm a mother mm -hmm. of a teenager. You're a father of a teen with some older kids as well. And it's been tough on the young people. I can't imagine, mm -hmm. you know, what that might've been like. So I'm I want to hold on to what's good. And there are a lot of extremes on both ends of the spectrum here, the, the deniers and the anti-science and the that and all the way to the other end of just by talking about not wearing a mask, you're killing people. Like everybody calm down. <laughs> on that note, we got to go. I got I to go edit this thing and then I got other stuff to do. Bye. Underscore Vote. George underscore oh, right. Unsluck. Right. At, at advanced. Unspunspodcast.com. <laughs> 
and and show up to vote tomorrow. You can start tomorrow, everybody. Go down to your local station, polling station, wherever you are in this province. I think, <laughs> at least yeah. in Vancouver. Only, actually, no. only vote for those you know. Trust yes. me, and you want to make note of who is on the park board this last four years, don't and get, ensure don't that they Jody don't started. don't vote. No, I won't. I won't even. <laughs> okay, we are late. We gotta go. I'll see you Bye. later. Have a nice weekend. Bye. Bye.